Hello, I'm William Blackburn, senior solicitor with Ensign Co. I'm going to read, Charterers walk away from a voyage charter, how much can owners recover? A summary of Louis Dreyfus Commodities Swiss SA and MT Maritime Management BV regarding the MTM Hong Kong, 2015 EWHC 2505. The fundamental principle governing the assessment of damages under English law is the compensatory principle. Damages should compensate the victim of the breach for the loss of their contractual bargain. In applying the compensatory principle in this case, the English court departed from the normally used measure of damages where the charter is wrongfully terminated a voyage charter. In doing so, it significantly increased the owner's recovery. The background facts. On 6 January 2011, owners and charterers entered into a voyage charter for the carriage of veg oil from two safe ports berths within a range of load ports in South America to one safe berth at one to four safe ports Gibraltar-Rotterdam range. The ship's previous employment had taken her to an upriver port on the river Congo, where she had suffered a grounding. This led to a delay which meant that the ship only commenced her ballast voyage on 19th of January 2011. After an exchange of messages between the owners and charterers, the charter party was terminated on 21 January 2011. The ship then continued towards South America as the owners thought this was the best place to find substitute fixtures. The owners were found to have acted reasonably in doing this. The ship arrived in Punta del Este Uruguay on 2 February 2011. However, she was only fixed on 24 February 2011. This delay was unexpected. The substitute fixture was for a voyage from South America to Rotterdam and ended on 12 April 2011. If the voyage charter had been performed, it would have been completed on around 17 March 2011. The ship would then have carried a cargo of urea ammonium nitrate from the Baltic to the USA, followed by a chemical cargo from the USA to Europe. The ship would then have been back in Europe around 12 April 2011, around the time she did in fact end her substitute fixture. The North Atlantic chemical trade between the USA and Europe commanded higher freight rates than the veg oil trade from South America to Europe. The usual measure of damages in cases where a charter has walked away from a voyage charter, the usual measure of damages is 1. The amount of freight that the ship would have earned if the voyage had been performed, less the expenses which would have been incurred in performing the voyage, i.e. the net profit of the voyage, less 2. What profit the ship actually earned, if anything, during the period which would have been occupied in performing the voyage. The owners claim. However, in this case, the owners claimed of their losses the difference between 1. The net profit that the ship would have earned if the intended voyage and the next two voyages had been performed, less 2. What the ship actually earned during the period that would have been occupied in performing the voyage and the next two voyages which, in this case, was the same length as the substitute voyage. Calculating their losses in this way significantly increased the owner's claim from 478,386 US dollars and 80 cents to 
$1,212,316.50. The London Tribunal awarded owners the higher amount. The Charter has appealed to the court on the ground that the Tribunal had made an error of law. The Commercial Court Decision The court upheld the Tribunal's decision and dismissed the appeal. In doing so, and after a thorough review of the case law, it found that the normal measure of damages in these kinds of claims was the net profit of the voyage less what profit the ship actually earned during the period that would have been occupied in performing the voyage. However, it ruled that this method may be departed from if the result of applying it would be to breach the compensatory principle. The compensatory principle is paramount. This was a case where the normal measure should be departed from because, one, the owners had acted reasonably in sending the ship to South America. The lack of employment at South America was unexpected. Two, no suggestion was made by the charters that the losses being claimed by the owners were too remote, i.e., beyond the reasonable contemplation of the parties when they entered into the charter party. And three, it was possible to predict the ship's future employment if the fixture had been performed with some certainty. That employment would have taken the ship back to the same location at the same time as the completion of the substitute fixture. This meant that damages could be calculated with a degree of confidence that would otherwise not be possible. Comment. The court found that the tribunal did not err in law by awarding the owners damages for losses suffered beyond the period when the cancelled voyage would have been completed. This was a clear break from the normal method, and one that substantially increased the owner's recovery. Although the court departed from the normal method, it made clear that it did so only because of the particular circumstances of this case. It will be interesting to see over the next few months, years, the extent to which other owners will be able to make good similar claims. The prospect is certainly there for them to try.